Today on Hardwired. While dreams, he interpreted during their stay in prison, he interpreted their dreams and asked them, be sure to remember me when you are restored to Pharaoh. And it says, they forgot him. Cast down, sold out, falsely accused, betrayed, imprisoned, forgotten. All are words describing the ill treatment Joseph experienced at the hands of others. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, last time we started talking about Bible characters who went through incredible trials, very difficult times, were just taken down to the mat in life, and yet by faith, they overcame. And today we're gonna to talk about one of my favorite Old Testament characters, Joseph, and how Joseph overcame incredible injustice. He was betrayed, he was lied about, he was slandered. Joseph went through such a hard time, and yet he was able to emerge on the other side, triumphant, victorious, and in a place of incredible promotion. So if you're down and out today, I want you to tune in, grab your Bible, and listen carefully to the Word of God as we talk about Joseph's injustice and how he overcame. Let's go. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 37. I'm gonna continue on my series that I'm calling God Never Wastes a Pain. God never wastes even a pain. Amen? Genesis 37, verse 23. And while you're turning, a woman was asked by a coworker, what is it like to be a Christian? The coworker replied, it's like being a pumpkin. God picks you from the patch, brings you in, washes all the dirt off of you. Then he cuts off the top and scoops out all the yucky stuff. He removes the seeds of doubt hate and greed, and then he carves you a new smiling face and puts his light inside of you to shine for all the world to see. You're a pumpkin. Let's stand together, can we? Genesis 37, and I'm going to read 23 through 33 real quickly, and then one other verse, chapter 50, verse 20, and I'm going to talk to you today about Joseph's injustice. You know, I can go through anything if I can see a purpose in it. I can go through anything if I can see purpose in it. It's when I can't see purpose in it that I have difficulty going through hard times. How many of you have had a trial since you were saved? How many of you had more than you did before you were saved? Well, we're going to see today that there is a purpose. There is a reason. There is a design. Now, verse 23, so it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped Joseph of his tunic the tunic or the coat of many colors that was on him. Then they took him, their own brother, and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. So I'm assuming it was a well. They threw him down in a well. 
an empty well. And then what did they do? They sat down to eat a meal right outside the well. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing spices, balm and myrrh, on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Now, say that with me. They took Joseph to Egypt. But did they really? No. Not ultimately. We're going to see that. Then Reuben returned to the pit. And indeed, Joseph was not in the pit. And it says... He tore his clothes and he returned to his brothers and said, the lad is no more. And I, where shall I go? So here's what they did. They hatched a plan. They took Joseph's coat, killed a kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, now they brought it to Jacob. Think about this and said, we have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or coat or not? And he recognized it and said, it's my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Everybody say with me, cold-hearted. They let Jacob believe that for years. Now go to chapter 50, verse 20, and we're coming to the end of Joseph's story, and Joseph is giving a testimony of his life, and he's talking to the brothers now, way after the fact, way after what they had just done. He looks at them in verse 20, and he says, but as for you, you meant evil against me. That's what you intended. That's what you intended to do. You intended evil. There's no question about it. But God, can everybody say with me, but God. Now here we have in one verse, the mystery of sovereignty. You meant evil against me, flesh did, but God. As long as there is, but God. Then we're reading good news. Because God meant it, used it, designed it, orchestrated it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, I'm just going to quote to you Romans 8, 28. God is able, God is able to make all things work together. What do we just read? For good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Everybody just say with me, it's going to be all right. Turn to your neighbor and tell them it's going to be all right. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Bless it to our hearts in Jesus name. Open our eyes that we may see the hand of God in our own lives, in our own circumstances. Even when people intend evil, you are never checkmated by them. But you will work it for the good. And we put our faith in that promise. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Now, the story of Joseph is a lengthy one. And I'm just going to kind of capsulize his life story. And then I'm going to share some things with you out of this. Joseph was one of the 12 sons of Jacob. And Joseph was his favorite, obviously, because one day Jacob made Joseph a coat of many colors. It was a special coat. I mean, he made him a sharp outfit and he wrapped Joseph in this coat. 
Now, the Bible says that Joseph, as a young man, had spiritual, supernatural dreams. He dreamed supernatural dreams that were blueprints, hints at what his future held. One day he dreamed a dream and he was out harvesting in the field. And he saw that his harvest outgrew the harvest of his brothers and of his parents. And he saw them bowing down to him. Then he had another dream. And the Bible says he dreamed about the sun and the moon and 11 stars, the sun being Jacob, the moon being his mother and the 11 stars being his 11 brothers. And he said, I saw the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowing down to me. Well, Jacob heard these dreams and he said, are you kidding me? You think that I'm going to bow down to you and your mother and your brothers are all going to bow down to you? But Joseph hid these things in his heart because God was showing him the day is going to come, Joseph, when you're going to be in a position of authority over your brothers and your family. I'm going to promote you greatly. But Joseph had no idea what his future really held. The Bible makes it clear that his brothers envied him. Beware, folks, of the green-eyed monster. It wears many disguises. It hides behind many faces. But jealousy and envy will rip you up. The Bible says his brothers envied him. And one day, Jacob sent Joseph out to the field to find his brothers. And they saw him coming. And here's what they said. Here comes that dreamer. By now they hated him. They hated that Jacob loved him. They hated that he got the coat of many colors that they did not get. They hated that he had favor from Jacob they did not have. So they hatched a plan. Their hate had grown to such a level, they wanted him absolutely destroyed. It's one of the most incredible stories of vitriol and venom and jealousy and hate in the whole Bible. They saw him coming and they said, now, Let's do something with him. They spotted a well. And as we just read, they grabbed Joseph when he came walking up. He's just a young man. He has no idea what is going on. They grabbed him in anger, their eyes filled with hate and envy, jealousy. They ripped the coat off of him that they so resented and they threw him down into the bottom of a well. Now you got to put yourself in the mind of a teenager at this point. Think of the shock. Think of the hurt. Think of the dismay. They've got to be playing a joke. This has got to be some kind of a joke. This can't be real. They can't really mean to harm me. But now he's hearing voices up there. He's in the bottom of a dark well. There is no water. He can't claw his way out. He's way down there. And the Bible says he hears his brothers opening up their sack lunches and eating and just shooting the breeze while he's down in this well. He hears them talking about killing him. He hears them talking about completely doing away with him. It doesn't even seem possible, but it's real. Then he hears them hatching another plan. Well, let's don't kill him because then we might be found guilty of his blood. Let's sell our brother. Let's sell our brother into slavery. So they find, they see some Ishmaelite traders, slave traders coming down the road in a slave caravan. And so they hauled Joseph out. How they looked at him, I don't know. How he looked at them, I can't imagine. What are you doing to me? This doesn't make any sense. But they took Joseph and they sold him with him standing there, shackled him, chained him, put him in this slave caravan. 
And we can only imagine his thoughts running wild as this caravan now departs. And all he sees is his cold-hearted, stone-faced brother standing there, growing distant in the background as he's sold into slavery. He's taken down to Egypt. Now, I want to guarantee you while he's taken down to Egypt, he is hurting. He is in pain. How can this be? I'm in a nightmare. Somebody stick me with a pen and wake me up. But it's real. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I haven't done any wrong. I didn't do anything to them. He gets to Egypt. Before he knows it, he is sold. It says Potiphar, the captain of Pharaoh's guard, Potiphar, buys him, purchases him, takes him to his house. Now the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph and the Lord made him successful in Potiphar's house. And, and I gotta tell you something, folks, to me, Joseph is one of the miracles in the Bible, one of the miracles of somebody who was not eaten up and destroyed by bitterness. As a matter of fact, it's just a mystery. We've got to get to the bottom of it today because how can these things happen to you and you not be just eaten alive by these things? Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment, but first I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. He's taken into Potiphar's house. He is successful. Before you know it, Potiphar realizes you don't have to be saved to see the blessing of God on somebody because Potiphar realizes everything he touches, it succeeds. So I'm going to put him over my whole household. But Potiphar had a wife, Sister Potiphar. Sister Potiphar, the Bible says, cast her eyes on Joseph because the Bible says very clearly he was a handsome man, successful, handsome, charismatic. The blessing of God was on him. And so here he is and he's in the household and the Bible says Sister Potiphar began to cast her eyes on him and one day she just came right out and said it, sleep with me. The Bible says that Joseph had a response. He said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God. The consequence was that she came at him every day, tempting him every day. One day it got so severe that he turned and ran. And when he ran, she grabbed his his clothes and pulled them. And she had some of his garments. And she began to cry rape, attempted rape, rape. And Potiphar came home. Sister Potiphar lies to him. Tells him he tried to, this, this Hebrew that you brought in the household tried to, tried to rape me, tried to force me. And so he called the, the guards, the police of the, the palace. They arrested him. And the Bible says, then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And now Joseph, who was betrayed by his 11 brothers, who was cast aside, sold into slavery, now Now he's in a dungeon for something he did not do. He was righteous and paid a price for it. 
sitting in that dungeon, I guarantee you, two words come to me when I read this first half of Joseph's story. Two words come to me, and they would come to you too. Not fair. Not fair. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like not fair. There's something that rises up in me more than with many things when I feel that an unfairness has happened. Not fair. I'm going to tell you something. Life is not fair. People are not fair. If you live in this life, and we all do, there's going to be times when not fair happens to us. Somebody at your job got a promotion you should have gotten. Not fair. Somebody you thought was a friend betrayed you like Joseph. Not fair. Sometimes you might get blamed for something you did not even do. Say it with me. Not fair. I have a problem with not fair. The list of injustices that Joseph experienced is lengthy. Listen to this. Cast into a deep pit by his brothers who intended to let him die there. Sold into slavery by the same brothers. Falsely accused of attempted rape by Potiphar's wife. Thrown into prison for two full years for something he didn't do. During this time, the psalmist tells us they hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. He was shackled. He was forgotten by Pharaoh's chief butler and baker, we see later in the story. While dreams he interpreted during their stay in prison, he interpreted their dreams and asked them, be sure to remember me when you are restored to Pharaoh. And it says, they forgot him. Cast down, sold out, falsely accused, betrayed, imprisoned, forgotten. All are words describing the ill treatment Joseph experienced at the hands of others. It seemed the hand that life dealt to Joseph was a hand of jokers. No aces, no kings, no queens, no royal flushes. Jokers. Where was God? Where was God? Don't you know there were times he looked up and thought, where is God? How can he let these things happen to me, to one of his own? Was this some kind of divine comedy, a cosmic joke, a bad dream? Where's God? At night, and I'm only conjecturing here, this isn't in the Bible, but I think I'm accurate. At night, at least for a season, this had to be true. Memories swarmed in his head like stinging bees, robbing his sleep. The deep pit, he had to have remembered that. The shock of going down there and hearing them up above, eating and casually talking about his doom. Running through his mind at night, chained to a slave caravan, the son of Jacob, the promised chosen people. How could it be? I have these dreams, I have these promises, I have this destiny. How in the world am I chained to a slave caravan? His brother's cold faces fading in the distance had to have haunted him. There was Reuben. There was all the ones he'd been close to. Standing shackled, can you imagine? On a slave auction block while prices were hurled at the slave master, what people consider this Hebrew young man worth. His father, don't you know at nights when everything was quiet, what was his father thinking and feeling. Did he know what his brothers had done? Had they told him the truth? Was a search party looking for him? He did not know. He didn't know. He didn't know. That was part of the torture. He didn't know. Angry guards rushing into his room. Rapist, you attempted to rape 
Potiphar's wife. Right, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Innocent. Sitting in the dungeon halfway through his life. Nothing made sense at this point. Not anything made sense. If anyone could have lived and died an angry, bitter man, it was Joseph. Think of what you would be going through if only a portion of this had happened to you. All right, if normal human beings would have gotten bitter over this, angry over this, filled with resentment over this, why didn't he? Why didn't he? Because never read the account in Genesis. Not once do you sense in him anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, never. It's never there. It's never even hinted at. We know that while down there in the dungeon, Pharaoh's chief baker and chief butler were sent down there, both imprisoned. And one day, Joseph, and this is one of the clearest signs to me that he wasn't tormented or bitter or anything at all. Joseph is kind of skipping down the prison hall. He looks in and he sees that the butler and the baker have downcast faces. Now, if I'm depressed, if you're depressed, we're not looking at what other people feel. We're not concerned about what other people are going through. It's me, myself, and I. He looks at them and he says, what is the problem with you guys today? He said, oh, we've had dreams. And here's our dreams. And Joseph said, well, tell me the dreams and I'll interpret them for you because I've learned in my walk with God that I've got this supernatural gift. I'll interpret your dreams for you. So they told the dreams. Joseph said to one of them, you're going to be restored to your position. To the other one, he said, hate to break it to you. He's going to take your head off and you're a dead man. <laughs> That's the one time you don't want to be around a seer. Sure enough, now Joseph said, now when you're delivered, remember me, remember me, please remember me. Remember that I'm down here and I, I didn't do anything. When you're restored to Pharaoh, remember me. But the Bible says when he got up there, one was killed, the other restored, and he forgot Joseph. You talk about feeling meaningless and inconspicuous and out of the picture and where is God? God can't even move on this guy to remember me. But the Bible says that later, just to go through the rest of the story quickly, Pharaoh had dreams. Pharaoh began to dream dreams. Now Joseph is down there. He's learning his gift in his trial, in his suffering, in his pain. He is learning his gift. And by the time Pharaoh has his dreams, he says, I will interpret these dreams. The word, now finally... Finally, the man remembers that Joseph interpreted his dreams, pulls him up in front of Pharaoh. Pharaoh tells him his dreams. Joseph interprets them. He says, here it is, Pharaoh. There's going to be seven years of abundance in Egypt, and then there's going to be seven years of famine so bad that if you don't store up food, nobody is going to have enough food to eat. Everybody will die. You need to start laying aside food in the good times because the bad times are coming. And Pharaoh said, is there anybody like this in the whole kingdom of Egypt who can interpret dreams on whose hand? and whose life is the Spirit of God. And he pulled him out of jail, pulled him out of prison, made him second only to Pharaoh, gave him a chariot, gave him ring, told the whole nation of Egypt, when Joseph comes walking by, you bow down, you bow down. And so he who had been persecuted, betrayed, hurt, stepped on, spit on, wronged, became promoted second only to Pharaoh in the entire kingdom of Egypt. Everybody say, there is a God. But I got to tell you though, I got to tell you, I want to go back now. 
Let me just spend a little bit of time today on how in the world, before all these good things happened to him, how in the world did he survive emotionally? How did he get through this? How did he deal with this? How did he keep his head above water? What prevented him from being eaten alive by the betrayals? What prevented him, I wanna know, from seeking vengeance on Potiphar's wife, sister Potiphar, and his brothers once he became second only to Pharaoh? Most of us, the minute he put a ring on our finger and promoted us, would have said, I'm calling sister Pharaoh out here right now. <laughs> now, who did what? Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless and thanks for listening to Hardwired.